Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I absolutely will never, ever <laughs> share the pussy. I'm ready. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast. My name is David Shockley. And I'm Morgan Miller. And today we are joined by the queen of the local racetrack. We have Liz. How are you doing today? I'm great today, David. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for coming on the show. No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, And just so the audience knows at home, so for, for lack of a better word, you are a race car driver. That is correct. How does that feel to be able to say that you have the coolest fucking job title ever? (laughs) Uh, Well, it feels pretty sweet, I gotta say. Um, And I do like telling it to people who would never expect it of me. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's not my day job. And my day job is a lot more boring. (laughs) But my weekend job is the cool one. That's awesome. And just so we're clear, you are, in fact, a woman. Yes. Incredible. Uh, a female race car driver. I love that. That's awesome. Uh, that's pretty unique. It is. Do you see a lot of other female race car drivers? We have probably four or five out of a total membership of hundred and something plus. Okay. In, our, in the club that I race with. Right on. I am not sure that you're aware, but race car spelled backwards is also still race car. No shit. <laughs> Mind blown over here. Morgan, what did you want to be when you grew up? When I was little, I wanted to be a veterinarian. Veterinarian, it's a great one. What what are some others that other t- job titles that like kids immediately go to? It's, we have like police officer, pirate, pirate, ninja, ninja race car driver, doctor, yeah. astronaut. That's it. You out of that list? I found pirate. one. I'm working on pirate. You're working on pirate. <laughs> How far has pirate come along? Ooh, pirate is not coming along very well because I cannot do the voice. But have you gotten any of the booty yet? <laughs> That's for another podcast. <laughs> oh man! I, when I was a kid, I was weird. I wanted to become an archaeologist. Yo, same. Right? Really? Yeah. I went to our school for archaeology. Huh? Yeah. They have school for that? I guess they well, would have school, right? Yes. What is you went to school for archaeology? Yeah. College. Uh, yeah. Locally, um, to our local college here. I went for, my major was anthropology, but I concentrated in archaeology. Wow. Um, I worked in the archaeology lab on campus for about three years, uh, cleaning and classifying artifacts. 
um, started out volunteering and then eventually got a paid position there. Um, I went on a couple digs as well, which That's was pretty awesome. fun. It was That's pretty cool. rad. That. Yeah. So we're, we're, I'm not going to ask any more questions about race car driving. Okay. We are now into we're this now. We're now in an archaeology podcast. I did you or two, did you know? Two of your favorite jobs in the world. This is the best. It leaves some pussy for the rest of us, Liz. <laughs> I absolutely will never, ever <laughs> share the pussy. <laughs> uh, have you or have you not touched dinosaur parts? Ooh, that's paleontology. I was really close, okay? You were. Um, but I did do some demonstrations on that because it's basically the same thing. You're still touching the old stuff. You're a little less careful with it because it's all rocks. Archaeology stuff gets a little more broken, but paleontology, it's all just a rock anyway. Huh. And because I thought that archaeology also was involving dinosaur bones. So Mm. what is the... Ooh, archaeology is human paleontology, basically. Um, So paleontology is dinosaurs and fossils. Uh, Archaeology is human remains and historical artifacts and things like that. So I worked um, around here locally. Uh, at a colonial site excavating a mansion, basically, and, like, figuring out its floor plan, um, figuring out all of the things that they had used. We found a lot of pottery, found a lot of, um, we found a pistol, found an old pistol. Um, We found an old, we didn't try. We figured that was probably not the best choice, (laughs) because either it would kill one of us or kill someone you know, within about a four foot range because it's an old pistol. Um, it would have been worth that's, it. Yeah, that's, a bit, they don't, that's about as far as they go. Would have been worth but, it. But uh, we found an old campaign badge. That was pretty cool. Whoa, really? Yeah, from 18, early 1800s. I don't remember exactly when. Um, but that's about when the house was inhabited. Huh. They were voting back then. Oh, yeah. Not the women. <laughs> not the women. <laughs> Some of them were voting. Not the women and not the black people. <laughs> but uh, someone was voting. Someone was, that leaves like four people in the town mm, left. I feel like there was a lot of white men, a whole bunch of them. There How many do you think? At least too 20. Too many. As <laughs> always. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it was local, I feel like it was definitely a whole bunch of women. Mm. Yeah, mm. we were not, I mean, we, did, we weren't super duper a slave state, so a lot of white people around here. That's what I thought. Yeah. I'll drink to that. Uh, cheers to too many white people. Cheers. I agree. So I did a shot of gin. I'm a little under the weather today. And for some reason, one time somebody told me that a gin and tonic, like two gin and tonics, can help you get over a cold. And so it's completely wrong information, I Mm -hmm. assume. But ever since then, I'm like, oh, I have a cold. Better get some gin. (laughs) You shouldn't shoot gin. That was horrible. What did you take a shot of, Morgan? Uh, I did absinthe. And I got to tell you, it was terrible. And I got to tell you, we were talking earlier about how much uh, Morgan does not like licorice. But likes absinthe and likes fennel, which is licorice-y. Um, and she, we were making fun of her because uh, she definitely was not proving herself right about not liking licorice. But I just watched her face taking that shot, and uh, she does not like licorice. I can report. <laughs> it's gross. Could you describe the face? Ooh, well, you ever seen Deadpool? Yes. That time when he takes <laughs> off his mask. <laughs> I think the number of wrinkles on Morgan's face as she was making her expression of disgust is approximately equal. Wrinkly as an old belt. Yeah. As a ball sack, you might say. As a ball sack. I might say a ball sack. (laughs) Or a really angry baby. (laughs) So, Liz, I want to ask you some questions about racing, even though 
I now realize that this podcast can now go twice as long because yeah. being an archaeologist and a race car driver is like now the two coolest yeah. things ever. I'm training to be Indiana Jones. And only good. When are you going to become an astronaut at this point? Where's well, the whip? Where's uh, that on the trajectory? Where's the hat? It's not going to be as part of Space Force. I'll tell you that. Space Force. Uh, I will be real with you. Being an astronaut was definitely one of my dreams. Um, I have uh, space tattooed on me. Ooh. Um, and I fully intend to colonize Mars as soon as we have the opportunity. But um, Are you the best at space? Ooh, I am mediocre at space. Hey! Uh-huh. Ding, 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 ding! <laughs> have you ever read Ender's Game? I have. I Did you know that Orson Scott Card hated archaeologists? Why? And anthropologists in general. Because he's a punk-ass bitch! I read Ender's Game, and I made the mistake of reading his foreword to Ender's Game, and he dedicated several pages to how much he thought anthropologists were dickwads. Yeah. Why'd he hate them so much? Uh, I think he thought that they were overselling themselves and claiming to be able to know things about people that were not really knowable. Hmm. And he thought of himself as someone who was able to know people, hence the themes of many of his works. Huh. But, uh, yeah, just did not have a lot of respect for archaeologists Man. or anthropologists. But the follow-up book after Ender's Game, he, they all go to Mars. Well, mm-hmm. he goes to Mars. I thought you might like that. Yeah, that's what I have on me, actually. I have a uh, tattoo of Olympus Mons, which is the tallest volcano in the solar system. It's on Mars, visible from space. Yeah, it's got a footprint the size of Arizona. It's like two and a half times as tall as Mount Everest, something like that. Holy shit. Yeah. Is there anything you're bad at? Um, Cooking rice. Lies. Because no, I've I had like... your rice, and it's great. Okay, well, that was with a rice cooker. <laughs> Did it that for counts. me. That counts. <laughs> You'll have to pick a different one. That doesn't count. Mm, you know? I cannot whistle a tune. Really? Can't Absolutely not. No, I can barely whistle. Huh, interesting. Even a little. Is, does it annoy you that the second that you say that you can't whistle, the people around you immediately start whistling? I um, had to repress the urge. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am an excellent whistler. What is that? Because like, I'm a good whistler, I think, too. I think mm-hmm, we could make mm-hmm. it maybe do a duet more Ooh, at some point. It would be beautiful. A whistling duet. Um, But that has to happen every single time, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, It's... It doesn't annoy me so much as uh, amuse me because they always try and whistle a tune and I can never recognize what the song is. And I'm like, well, I can't I can't whistle, but you sure can't whistle a tune. So <laughs> at least you're being nice by not whistling badly. Mm, you're that's, that's a fair. Gift to the Saving world. everyone's ears by not just screeching like an owl. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I want to ask you uh, some questions about about your racing. Okay. Uh, really basic question. Um, could you just when did how did you know you wanted to become a, a, a race car driver? How did you get into it? Sure. Um, so I got into it because of my dad, um, which I think a lot of people do. Uh, but it was around about the time that I was getting my license. Um, mm-hmm. And he had been thinking about getting into this particular style of racing for a while. Um, it's called autocross, what we do. Okay. Could you describe autocross yep. a little? So autocross is a technical driving time trial event, um, which it means two things. Uh, one, it's Technical driving means it's focused on skills other than just putting your foot down on the gas pedal and going really fast in a straight line. But that's my favorite part. Well. <laughs> so left and right turns. Left and right turns. That's a lot oh, of turns. Oh, God. Slaloms, lots of uh, sweepers, which are essentially a big U-turn. Um, lots of lots of obstacle. It's it's basically a car obstacle course. Is it all? It's all done on pavement, though? Yes. It's okay. all done um, on flat pavement. There are similar... Um, 
similar events that are not done on pavement. So there's rally cross, which is more of a, a cross country dirt style obstacle driving. But so we we race on flat pavement, um, usually around thirty five to forty five miles an hour, oh. uh, racing against the clock. So you're not you're not like racing neck to neck with someone with you, um, and then scored against people who are driving similar cars to yours. Got like different classes. Mm-hmm. That is so fucking cool. <laughs> uh, so you said it was your father that got into it, mm-hmm. and I assume he's a race car driver as well. He is. Yep. Uh, we actually, I just bought. He's been racing a Miata for the past uh, six or eight years, something like that. And I just bought a Miata, too. So now we really match. I love Miatas. Yeah? You know, I, could you say this now that we're on the topic of Miatas? Mm. Uh, is it? I think that a Miata is the sexiest car ever. Yeah? I think it's the sexiest car because guys, a lot of guys think that the, the sexy car is like the car with all the angles mm-hmm. and like all the seriousness. Mm-hmm. And they just don't understand that. Women like soft edges. It's a gender neutral car. It's a car that looks fun. It looks mm-hmm. it, it looks inviting. Mm-hmm. Whereas you have Lamborghinis and Ferraris that have all these angles and toughness. I, I know the new Miatas, they have some angry headlights yeah. on there. But But if you get one of the cute ones with the headlights that blink at you, oh. then then your car is even sexy winking for you. Yep, you can get a car that winks at you. Mm-hmm. What is sexier than that? Nothing. So what I'm hearing is you would fuck a Miata. I would fuck a Miata right down the tailpipe. <laughs> Oh. Uh, give me, I give look, me the fart can spoiler. We're going down. I look down. forward to the uh, the burn unit story that <laughs> ensues from that. I'm working on a fan fiction, actually. Oh, about fucking a Miata. About fucking a Miata. Okay. So, okay. In, do you have to seduce the Miata? Is that how that goes? Oh, the, the Miata seduces me. Yeah. Oh. That's what the winking is about. Ah, uh, just checking. Sexy winking. I'm a classy lady, so <laughs> it takes a few drives before I'm willing Ooh, to give it up. Oh, okay. Does it put its top down for you? Oh, oh. immediately. Oh, girl. You She's not classy, is what you're telling me. And a Miata always looks like it's smiling. Yes. It is. They're the happiest cars. They're the happiest cars ever. Every time you see one driving, you just look and you just go, oh, you're doing good. And they're so little. You <laughs> can just eat them up. Ah. And a Miata was, is such a phenomenal car because it is a smaller car, but mm-hmm. it can outperform so many faster cars than it because it's just so nimble and yep. the 50-50 weight distribution. Yeah. They're very popular for autocross style racing um, because they are fairly stable for their size with a lot of a lot of power. Um, and since we are doing so much uh, technical driving, I'll, what we're really looking for is, is ability to handle torque and produce torque. Um, and so they're they're one of the better cars, one of the better, you know, daily cars out there for for doing that. That's that's an interesting point that you make because it's a, it's a race car that you can daily. Mm-hmm. What about an S2000? Do you see a lot of those? Oh, yeah, we have uh, we have probably two or three. People who cycled in and out of the club while I've been with them, um, who've driven S two thousands. One of our better drivers actually does race one. Um, they the S two thousand drivers tend to do a lot more work to their cars, though. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a lot of people racing pretty stock Miatas, but people like to play around with with the two thousands a mm-hmm. lot more. That's interesting because I always found that Miatas were a very uh, moddable car. Oh, very very moddable, um, but they're also very accessible. Um, we mm-hmm. definitely have people who do mod their Miatas, but we have a lot of people who, who, you know, the Miata is is their fun sport car. Mm-hmm. Um, they're planning, like you said, on dailying it as well. Um, and so they they don't need to do a lot to it to make it competitive. Mm, I see. Yep. Why do you think people mod the S2000 a little um, bit? Well, I think that they are fun to play with as well. Um, and I think that the people who tend to be interested in something like an S2000, which is a little less um, familiar, maybe mm-hmm. than a Miata, are, do tend to be the, the gearheads. I mean, they're the people who are going to mod any car that they buy. 
I just think it's a it's a level of interest. It's like a popularity contest. Yeah, the Miata is well, more popular. Everybody knows about it, so they're a little mm-hmm. more accessible. So I think it's just statistics. Yeah, you know, the people who get into the stuff like like we've got we had someone who brought a Lotus out a while ago. Um, we have a wow, a Lotus Elise. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's cool. You don't see a lot of those. That was pretty cool. Um, we have one. Uh, the people who founded the club, actually, the guy who founded the club and his son, um, run a, a mod shop around here, and they bring in they custom build caterums for their clients, which are almost like a little Formula One cart. Like they're they're about as close as you can get to a little cart without actually not being a car. Huh, wait, um, a, a caterum? Yeah. What is that? Uh, so it's a little. It's a low. Uh, to be honest, that's that's the level of interest above mine. Um, that's okay. They, if, if they, it's know. it's the custom building. So they're they're a a style of car um, that was was produced by I believe a British company a few decades ago. Uh, but they the company no longer exists, so they're not being produced factory. Um, but the blueprints are still around, or the the modeling is still around. Hmm. Um, so what they do is they build these custom cars off of these blueprints uh, for their for their clients. I mean. And so what they'll do is they'll take them out to autocrosses to test drive them once they've got them put together. um, It's like an open mic night at a comedy. (laughs) Yeah, to give them a run uh, before they pass them off to their to their customers. Wow. So you see a lot of those coming through. Yeah. Very Um, fast. They're oh, they're so fast. And it's it's partly because of their power, but also they're tiny. I mean, if you want to say a Miata is tiny, their wheelbase is probably a foot shorter or narrower than a Miata's, which means that they are just little. And just for the people at home, a wheelbase—that's yep. that's, that's uh, the distance from the from the front tires to the back tires. Yep, and also the distance between the left and right tires on each side. Um, so mostly for autocross, your your width of your car is going to be your deciding factor because a lot of our uh, driving is cornering um, and and passing through obstacles. Being able to generate a very technical and effective line through all of the obstacles um, is a lot easier to do when your car isn't so big that there's only one place you can go. I understand. That makes yep. sense. Do you see, this is maybe a very specific question, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll get off the technical stuff so that Morgan can actually ask a question. <laughs> I know nothing about cars. <laughs> do you ever see any cappuccinos come through? We you have not had a cappuccino. I would love to see a cappuccino. Yeah? A cappuccino is essentially... I can make you one. Could you? Yes. So a cappuccino, Morgan, a cappuccino car is like, it's kind of like the, what a scooter is to a motorcycle is a cappuccino to a real car. It's almost like an in-between. It's like smaller than a car mm-hmm. just for small commuting. Was, is that have, a fair assessment? Yeah, I would say of so. Kind of the class um, of the cappuccino. And I mean, while we're on cappuccinos, I would say that a caterum is basically the racing equivalent of a cappuccino. It's not quite really a car. Um, does it have four wheels? It does have, it does four, have wheels. four wheels. Yeah. Is it Both road wheels. legal? Yes. Yep. Is it? I forget. Are the cappuccinos the ones that are small enough that you can pick them up and move them somewhere? No, okay. I don't believe so. I don't believe they're quite that small, right. but it's it's uh, they're very very small yeah. cars. Um, uh, they would be fun to drive, I think, because again, size is a little car is really fun to drive on an autocross course. It makes it makes everything look huge. Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that you're a woman that likes it a little smaller? <laughs> I would say that I don't want to feel the way an autocross course looks to a small car. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. 
Sorry, we haven't eaten very much. We just did that I shot. See. I'm a little. I'm getting a little loopy. <laughs> Last um, time I ate was at nine in the morning. Yeah, we have a bunch of chicken wings sitting right there that we haven't eaten yet. See the chicken wings. We'll get into it later. Um, Can't wait to taste. We those. could just turn this into a hot sauce podcast. We did that once. Yeah, we did it. We did a hot sauce podcast. <laughs> it was horrible. I'm sure we it was the- awesome to listen to. We did the last dab from yeah, Hot yeah, Ones. Yeah. I'll yep. never forgive you for not getting that on video for me. Hey, I got it on audio. I got halfway there. That's halfway, but hey, I I'm... just wanted to see his face full of pain. So shifting gears a little bit. Yeah. Oh, funny car Hey-o! joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, I understand that you like to cosplay a little bit I do. while you race. Can you talk more about that? Oh, geez. Um, so not full cosplay while I race. But um, when I got my first helmet, I was really into cosplaying. Um, And so I got a helmet that was perfect for Speed Racer. And I made myself a Speed Racer helmet. And then I made the rest of the cosplay to go with it. And so I have attended an autocross in Speed Racer cosplay. um, But mostly I just bring the helmet. And let me tell you about the types of men who go to autocross and see a woman cosplaying Speed Racer. Go they on. are just no, gentlemen, aren't they? <laughs> Knights in uh, white well, armor. That was the talk of the town for a while after. Really? Say. Oh, yeah. You made quite the impression with Speed Racer? I was lucky that that event um, was not local. That wasn't with my normal club. Um, I was attending Katsukon in Washington, D.C. Katsukon! Yeah. Gotcha. We just got back from Otakon last weekend. Nice. Um, so I was going to Katsukon, um, and there was a, an event nearby while I was at Katsukon. So I went out to that to that race in, in Speed Racer, sort of in the middle of my Katsukon day, or at the beginning, I guess, because they usually start pretty early. What's Katsukon? Um, it's an anime convention like Otakon. Just curious. Yep. So I, I was preparing for Katsukon and decided that I wanted to go race, and I went out to race in Speed Racer and uh, had... Quite a following. The, <laughs> you were very the, popular that day. Yeah, you got a lot but of Instagram was, followers. That, that was day. back when I was racing an automatic Subaru Impreza, so my car was not quite as sexy. You had to compensate somehow. Yeah, exactly. Had to Who, draw attention somehow. You brought an automatic to a car meet. That's bold. I did that for eight of my ten racing years. Really? Yep. That's um. Awesome. So I, like I said, I got into racing literally when I got my license. Um. My my dad started as I was taking driver's ed, um, so I basically ran pit crew for him for about a year until I was legally allowed to sit in the driver's seat by myself, um, and then I've been racing ever since I got my license. Great. So. Well, I'm glad that you brought us up speed racer. Oh, up to speed. Are you ready to take the official maximum mediocrity pop quiz of race car driving? Is anyone ever really ready, David? No one's ever been ready. That's why they call it a pop quiz. Pop! Hit me. Question one. Oh, I should tell you the rules first. Okay. If you get three out of five of these questions correct, okay. then that means that we as hosts are bad at making pop quiz questions, mm-hmm. even though Morgan had nothing to do with the writing of this. <laughs> I'm really glad you specified because I was going to say, I just suffer. She just suffers. Okay. Because if that means that we're not very good at writing it, and that means we have to take an additional shot. Mm. However, if you do not get at least three questions correct, then you have to take an additional shot. Okay. Question one, what is the name of Speed Racer's car? The Mach 5. Boom! She's on the board. Nice and easy. <laughs> Question two, who designed the Mach 5? His father. 
I'll give it to you. Why not? Question. What was your answer? Uh, I can't tell you because I think it's relevant. I have that later on. Okay. His father and brother. Question three. Speed's older brother Rex mm. no longer lives with the racers. Mm-hmm. What happened to him in the TV series Speed Racer? Ooh, he uh, was supposedly in a car accident, but actually survived and is now Racer X. Holy shit, she's good at this. Dun dun dun. That's already three. We're fucked, Morgan. <laughs> I just like this. I'm glad that what you've actually. What happens if I get all five? Um, we've never had that. I don't think. I even have bonus questions. Ooh, so, all right, you know, tiebreakers. She's. Uh... <laughs> Morgan Morgan's is already, already getting her shots ready. Doing the walk of shame to the alcohol counter. What do you think the chances are that, that Morgan is going to do another shot of absinthe? Um, low, according to her face. Oh, she pulled out the gin. Beautiful pour, my Morgan. Only one drop on the table. Only half of the bottle is on the yeah. table. Right on top of the wings. So enjoy those later. Morgan is also going to be doing a shot of gin with me. Ooh. Out of solidarity, I assume. Yeah, I assume. To, uh, my... She just wants to suffer this whole night. All right. Question number four. Yep. In the series Speed Racer, mm-hmm. Speed won every single race he participated in. True or false? False. Fucking four for four. You are clearing this. <laughs> we can't have anybody with degrees on this show anymore, mm. Morgan. They're too smart. You'll get this one immediately. My degree in autocross? Yes. Oh, in Speed Racer. What is the name of the chimpanzee in Speed Chim Chim. Chim Chim. Five for five. <laughs> Holy shit. I have two bonus questions. All right. If you get these, I'll be very impressed. These are, all right. I'm really surprised you have bonus questions. Usually I don't need them because, this, you know. This feels like I'm setting myself up to be embarrassed. This question is not about Speed Racer. Oh, okay. But it is about another race car TV show. In the cult classic street racing anime, Initial D. Yeah. Deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> what is the make and model of the car that, that the protagonist uses? Oh, it's a panda. You know, I own like two thirds of this manga, right? Do you? Really? Yeah. The manga? Yeah. Did you notice he's wearing an initial D shirt right now? I did right notice now? he's wearing an initial Shit. Um, you can see it with your eyes. It is a panda. It starts with a T? No. All right, all right, that's it. It's been too long since I've read this. Go. So you give up? I do. Well, okay, thank God. <laughs> we have stopped her onslaught of this quiz. <laughs> is the Trueno AE86. Yeah, Panda Trueno, I was right. Starts with a T. It starts with a T, very nice. Uh, here's another question yeah. about initial D. Okay. You should be able to, I hope you can get this one. What is written on the side of the car? Ooh, the name of the shop that he works at, right? His dad's shop. And what is what is the shop? Oh, Jesus Christ. If you can get the type of shop, I'll give it to you. It is a food shop. Um, ramen? Not quite. But Hold on. Is it? Is it udon noodles? It is not udon, but I will tell you this. I give you a damn good try. That been, was better than no, I No, I really like Initial D, but it has been so long since I've actually... I'm really glad you said that because, I mean, it. he has no one that knows about yeah? it. Yeah? Have you watched the amazingly terrible anime with we the, the perfect whole 90s 3D effects? <laughs> I watched some of it. <laughs> I watched some of it, and I got to tell you, it's hilarious to watch. Yes. Like, yes. The half whole intentional, show to half me, totally I'm just like, what the fuck am I watching? And then the racing scene is just hilarity. Yeah. The music and then just the visual effects that I'm seeing, rainbows. Yes. It's 
ridiculous. It's a great show. I, love I it. liked it. Me and Abby watched the whole thing. I just want to let you know that all of the racing techniques in that show are bullshit. Absolutely. 100% <laughs> wrong. 100% would never work. In the Rotary real life. Brothers. Who calls them the Rotary Brothers? Nobody Who calls them the Rotary Brothers. their tire in the gutter? Yeah, yeah to get faster. <laughs> it's me. I do that. Horrible. But that's what makes it so good is because it's just so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and it just tries to... They just take, like, racing words yeah. and they just input them oh, in I love it. places. It's perfect. It's like racing Mad Libs. So the uh, the correct answer is the Fujiwara Tofu Shop. There we go. Tofu. It's Tofu. Tofu. You have a shop dedicated to Tofu. Hey, it's Japan, man. I guess so. I've tried it. I'm not. I'm do. not crazy about it. I like tofu. How do you hate tofu? It doesn't taste like anything. I didn't exactly. say I hated it. I just said I wasn't crazy That's such about a good it. Texture. Stop being so hard on tofu, Morgan. You can put it on it's your just, face if you it's really mushy. want to. It's yeah. what? Mushy. Mushy. Put it on your face. Put it on your face. Yeah. Hot. Right tofu now. Mask. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that came across. <laughs> um. No, I was, that's funny, because I actually was just thinking, because we, we just moved to a new place, my roommate and I, um, and we have a lot more space now, so I'm bringing a lot more of my books and CDs out of storage, and I was just thinking about how I should move my initial D manga out and into <laughs> into visible light again. You should, because you got to give it another read now. Apparently. David. It's been too long. Should we take our shot of shame? Oh, that's right. I forgot oh, about the shit. shot of shame. See, I feel like if I get all five, I should pick what your shot of shame is. No, it's too late. I've poured it. I know. Gin is okay. Gin would probably be what I picked. Well, Morgan. uh, Bottoms up, baby. Nice knowing you guys. Liz, uh, cheers. May your lap times be forever short. Yeah, gin is terrible to shoot. Oh, it's horrible to shoot. (laughs) Maybe not as bad as absinthe. Yeah? I mean, I wouldn't say absinthe is a sipping liquor either. That's Absin- just a bad one to taste on your tongue. It's bad. Who decided, you know what? I need to taste a fucking evergreen tree. Yeah, wormwood. I was going to say, so- I, I'm not really opposed to the way that gin tastes. I think it tastes kind of like almost citrusy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gin is a juniper. Juniper berry. I know. I played Skyrim. Yeah, man. The greatest thing uh, that I like, the greatest cocktail that yeah. I like to do, is just a simple gin and tonic, but you add a little bit of a lemon in there. I like lime in mine. A lime, bit of lime juice. Lemon and lime both work. That way yep. it kind of brings out those floral notes a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That is the I'm a big G&T kind of gal. Are you? Yeah. yeah. I actually bought tonic water just for this nice. occasion. So if you want, Ooh. afterwards we can get you one. Right. My favorite drink is a, cold. is a vodka tonic. I yeah. mean, gin and tonic is like Basically the same hand thing. in hand. It just tastes more like a tree. And you know, who doesn't love trees? Yep. I lick them all the time. <laughs> What's your favorite kind of tree? Ooh. Um, you know, I actually have a favorite kind of tree. I'm really glad. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like dogwoods, which are a really simple looking little tree, but they're always so cute. And they do their best. <laughs> I like them so much. I'm a real fan of those trees that have the leaves that look like little fans. I like those. Ginkos? I'm a real they fan smell of kind of bad. I'm a real fan of those trees that have the uh, fan leaves. Uh-huh. I don't know what they're called. I, I just really get a kick out of those leaves. They kind of stinky. Who knows? I don't go around sniffing them. I just like to pick their leaves. That's what I do. And lick them. What are the trees that uh, that smell like semen? I don't what? know, but I think those are maybe ginkgos. 
I'll have to go Penguin and smell one. Well, I don't know whether it's semen or not, but there are absolutely trees that smell like semen. I agree. They smell like semen. Yes. yes. Every time I'm driving down the road, yeah. I'm like, semen? Well, on my on my college's <laughs> campus, we had they had them all over. And I was like, look, it's a college campus. It already smells like jizz. <laughs> like, we, don't need to, we don't need to up the atmosphere. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the stuff. <laughs> I agree. Have you ever had that sushi that has like the salmon eggs on the salmon eggs on it? I have. Oh, really? oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that tastes like semen. I could see that. Tastes like semen. Just it's, like it. I would be happier if semen were that salty or had that much flavor. It's mostly just terrible. It. I don't ever get salty from semen. No. I always get like a bitter taste. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody's like, it's so salty. I and I was say, like, have you ever put that on your mouth? I would have say you? out of all the flavors, yeah, semen is either bitter or possibly umame. I don't eat that. Yeah, so umame is the secret other flavor, which is like savory. Isn't it soy? Just a soybean? So like a soybean or a tomato or a steak or a mushroom. Mm. Yeah. Semen tastes like that, but terrible. I've never once... Given like a blowjob, really and at the end, I'm like, mm, that steak. tastes just like a steak. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that. I would do it. I mean, I would do it with even more gusto. Ooh, if it, oh, even more if gusto. it tasted like a steak right at the end. That so is gonna, husband material right there. We're going to find you near the semen trees someday, buddy. <laughs> just licking them. Uh, <laughs> sounds like Morgan's going back to college. Yeah. <laughs> back? I never went. <laughs> Discussion about semen. Brought to you by the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast. <laughs> the moral of that story is suck your man's dick. Suck your man's dick. Even though it tastes nasty. Even nice. though it tastes nasty. Imagine it's a steak. I always heard that depending on what a guy eats, that can change the No, that's flavor. bullshit. Really? Yeah. I had a guy who used to drink a can of pineapple juice every time before I saw him. It tasted exactly He knew that he time. needed to keep me. Um, and it it didn't do anything. Nothing. Not even a little. Hmm. So it always, it, there was never a difference. No, it in just taste. always tastes terrible. Huh. <laughs> no different types of terrible. No. <laughs> <laughs> no different tastes. Maybe different people taste a little different, but not even yeah. that much different. Have you ever gotten somebody that has like clumpy semen? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> I can't say I have. I was. I experienced it recently, and I'm just Ooh. blown away. I was like, whoa. That Shout out to that guy. You know, like, normally I would swallow. I don't know that I could stomach, like, weird oatmeal semen. You it's not you my favorite. It's you, not my I favorite. I don't think I could do that. You couldn't swallow you. You couldn't swallow it. You'd have to chew. Oh. <laughs> chew up the baby. Is that like a dehydration sp- thing? Like, I don't know, chug, man. Chug some water, buddy. I guess I'd have we to give get him a call. <laughs> Hey, buddy, how uh, how much water do you drink generally? Maybe drink more water. <laughs> or pineapple juice. Maybe it'll work Whatever for you. Whatever floats your boat. I think that after this, I think I'm going to call him mm. <laughs> and record that conversation. That'll be the outro to this. <laughs> <laughs> but not tell him about it. <laughs> I don't have a follow-up question that could easily about segue semen? into that. <laughs> that was amazing. So I recently went to Niagara Falls. Speaking of semen. <laughs> and it was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my yeah? life. I've never been. The pure power. It was just magnificent. That's I don't have words for what I saw. I was speechless when I saw it, and I still have no words. 
That was still a lot of innuendos in one sentence. <laughs> Morgan has flicked her tongue at the guest. I told you, <laughs> I will never share the pussy. What is all this these, all for? All these questions are now rendered useless. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question about car culture. Yes, jumping back in. Man. As we were, so speaking of semen, mm, I have oh. questions about car culture. Okay. And about, uh, essentially, uh, a car culture is a dick measuring contest. Oh, absolutely. Um, do you, I have, a, I have a question about car modifications that are purely aesthetic and not yeah. racing related. Okay. Um, that, that don't have practical applications anymore. Yep. Um, how do you feel about darkened headlights? I'm sorry, darkened taillights. I think that speaking as someone who's very safety minded, uh, foolish for what I do, that's a terrible idea. Gotcha. Oof. Is there any upside to that? I mean, I guess if you're trying to sneak up on someone in reverse, but <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot. I should, I should look into this. Uh, you, you probably shouldn't get the reverse noise. Should I mean, you? I think if you're going to darken anything, it should be your headlights. <laughs> right? I'm sneaking up on you. Some everyone's, people need Everyone's that. buying aftermarket headlights lately, and they've... Uh, they've They're just blue light. I hate it. Well, they've they've uh, lapsed regulations on headlights recently, um, within the past few years, maybe. And so that's why I don't know if you've noticed that headlights seem to be brighter these days, but they, yeah. they genuinely are brighter. I can never so tell if anybody's be, flashing the high beams yeah. at me. I just assume I don't know they have them on all the time. driving with their high beams on, yeah. Um, so there used to be a lot, a lot uh, stricter limitations on your your lumen output, um, and they've recently relaxed those those restrictions. Um, so a lot of people are now there's a, a lot of new headlights are flooding the market from um, you know manufacturers who are not who are not beholden to that, um, and they're cheap and people are buying them. And really, it's also Lame. a problem with with they're just not angled correctly. Yeah. Like they're always angled so forward. They're supposed to be angled yes. slightly down. Yeah. And that way down and slightly to the side cuz you're supposed to get cast off on the side of the road. Yeah. Yep. But people don't know that. They just they just replace the headlights and that's yep. it and that's what causes this blinding effect yep. when you're driving at night. Is it like this in every car? Isn't there like a little like allen key you stick in and you adjust it that way? The way your uh, headlights point? I have not ever needed to. Um, and that's in some. Yeah, I was going to say, in my Jetta. I feel like probably I'm, in a newer car, that's less likely. Because in my Jetta, it was a 2000, mm-hmm. I think, three at the time. Uh, when I got it, the headlights pointed like almost directly down at the mm. road, and it was horrendous. Yeah. I couldn't drive that way. It was very polite to everybody else. Yeah. No, I bet everybody loved that. Okay, another car modification. Okay. Uh, a car that's lowered so low that it scrapes when you drive over a pebble. I hate that. Tell me there is no use for that. Yeah, so there's use to that to a point, but there are definitely people who go well beyond that point. And for the kind of racing that I do, or for autocross racing, it's, it's absolutely miserably useless because you have no control over the quality of the pavement you're driving on. You're driving mm-hmm. in someone else's parking lot. Um, you know, maybe if you were driving on a drag strip, you know, a, a dedicated drag strip or an actual racetrack, you could get away with that because you could expect the paving to be smooth and level. But for what we do, oh my God, you would, you would ruin the undercarriage of your car. Perfect. Tires that are too small for the aftermarket rims that they buy, so the rims stick out. That's just dumb. It's What's just the dumb. Point? I mean, how bad are you going to can open your tire at some point? 
Because you know that the people who do that are also the people who camber their tires to yes. kingdom come. What's so that? what? So camber is you. Um, there's a bolt in your tires or in the in the axle of your tires that tightens or loosens, um, and you can adjust that to adjust the angle of your tires against the road. It's when the it's when the tires are yep. angled outwards. Yep. The is bottom. there a point to that? So there is again to a point. Slightly, there is right? there is a use to that. For the type of racing that I do, it can be useful to camber slightly because we're doing a lot of turning. And since when you're turning, you are more heavily on your outside set of tires, if you can get the flatter surface of your tires to be on the road at the time uh, while you're turning, um, you can get better traction and have a better line coming out of the turn. You can keep more control through the turn. That's pretty neat. Um, So there is some use to it. But it does mean also that then when you're driving in a straight line, you're driving on the edge of your tire or, you know, not quite the middle of your tire, depending on how hard you came. It's very little surface area. Yeah. To touch. The yeah. tire isn't hitting the surface yeah. as much because it's, it's angled. I mean, you'll know. So for, for the type of, for like NASCAR dr- racing, mm-hmm. um, the tires will be cambered specifically to support the direction of turning that they will be doing for their, you know, 100 laps of quarter mile track. Mm-hmm. Um that so that's so that's, mind-numbing. It is. It oh, is very mind-numbing. But it's actually really interesting to watch. Um, so I went to a NASCAR race for the first time a few years ago, um, and that was after I had been racing for probably about five years at that point. Oh, nice. Where did um, you go? Where? So down to Dover Speedway. Dover Speedway. Yep. Great Speedway. Yep. The Monster Mile. The classic. Uh, coincidentally, that's also where I autocross, except in the really? parking lot. <laughs> um, not on the track. <laughs> they do not have a good parking lot for autocross, but... It's big. The inside's great. Yeah, the inside's great. Outside's terrible. But anyway, so I went to a NASCAR race at Dover Speedway um, and expected to be sort of bored by it because every time I watched it on TV, it was just, oh, this guy's passing that guy. Oh, that guy's passing this other guy now. But it was actually really interesting. Um, And I don't know if that was from speaking from a racing standpoint, uh, being able to pick up on the actual technical skills that they were employing while driving. But it was a lot more interesting to be able to sort of rather than just get the highlight reel, pick a driver and watch that driver work up through the ranks. I see. And and overcome each challenge, you know, each car that was ahead of him. And not always, you know, not always by doing the same thing, not always just by driving faster, you know. Because um, they're all driving faster. Yeah. So yeah. that negates that. Yep. So there's all, there's there's really, I mean, there's a lot of skill in it. I actually have a lot of respect for the NASCAR guys. Um, Do you think well, people I mean, in NASCAR get too much shit? I, do you think it's it's just an easy an easy out like an easy joke at this point? I mean, it, there's definitely an element there, but I think that I think that there's also a lot of attention that's focused on NASCAR and and to an extent Formula One. Um, and I think that if we could publicize some of the more technical driving events like autocross, like rallycross, that would be I think that would be interesting too to see what that much more publicized professional scene would be like for sure gotcha gotcha so is talladega nights <laughs> anywhere near accurate well it's not accurate for autocross but for unsurprisingly NASCAR. um having never been a nascar driver look or sasha question- baron cohen real questions did you like the movie i can i say that i've never seen it okay that's fine too <laughs> i should though but that's that's gotta that's gotta wait until after the initial d rewatch 
You have to watch Initial D. Absolutely. It's just as horrible as you think, and it's beautiful to watch. <laughs> I'm you, not sure how you have it. Liz, if you come over, we'll binge watch it with you. Absolutely. I would absolutely watch I'm into uh, it. Initial D again. It was on Netflix for a I'm while, gonna right? I'm going to need to be there. Yeah, we have, uh, have Crunchyroll and we have Funimation Perfect. Uh, subscription, and it's on, it's on there. Perfect. And it's fucking beautiful to nice. watch again. Do you like Dan, uh, Danica Patrick? Yeah, I think she's a very skilled driver. Very skilled driver. She is a NASCAR driver. For uh, our listeners who do not know, she's the only female NASCAR driver. I believe so. Or Um, previously. She just retired. Yeah. Um, How old is she? Do you know? I do not know, but do you know what she's doing now, now that she's retired? I don't. I don't follow her very well. She makes wine. Oh, wow. She makes wine. She bought a winery. All right. And is doing that. And actually, one of the reasons that I wanted to bring you in was because I listened to a few interviews with her. Mm-hmm. One on the Joe Rogan podcast, another on uh, WTF with Mark Marin. Okay. And uh, I, I don't like her. No? I just don't like her as like a person. Like as a personality? Yes. Personality. She doesn't know anything about the goddamn car she's driving. Do you have to? You don't have to, you have but to I- know how to drive them. I, I just assumed, yeah, you know how to drive them, right? But, you know, she gets very frustrated with her machine that she doesn't understand, mm. uh, it seems. Also, she lost one sponsor, and that's when she decided that she was going to be out. Okay. You know, uh, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's just that it's a personality clash thing okay. where I just I just listened to her and I was like, I don't really like this person. Okay. Still a phenomenal driver, but I'd like to know your opinion on, on Danica Patrick a little bit more. Well, so I, I haven't uh, followed her as a you know, as a public figure very much. I've, mm-hmm. I've seen a bit of her driving. Um, and I think that, I think that being the only woman in NASCAR for so long was definitely an accomplishment in and of itself. Absolutely. Um, but I think her driving is, is fairly skillful. Um, and I can tell you, I would love to be her. Would you be a NASCAR driver if you were given the opportunity? Um, I think I would. Why not? I, I'm not going to make the same money autocrossing, am I? It's very true. <laughs> no, but um, I, I think, like I said, I think NASCAR has a lot more skill than a lot of people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would be very interesting to give that a shot. Um, I was I was going to say when you mentioned that she was the only woman in NASCAR, I've heard recently there is, I don't know if she's NASCAR, but there is another female racer who's been getting a lot more attention lately. I don't, I don't remember what her name is, um, but I'm really excited to see a lot more women coming out because we're seeing that even in the, um, the more amateur scene, we are seeing like a lot of a lot of women are, you know, coming out and even on their own. You know, it's not it's not like they're coming out with their boyfriends or with their families or whatever. There's just they like it. They're coming out and racing. How do you think you get more, more women in autocross? By being it, visible. Being um, visible. I mean, I've been with the club that I've been racing with for 10 years now. Um, and I, I I'm the one they come to when they um, when we do get novice novice female drivers who come out. And they want an instructor. Instructor, they come to me. Um, Very approachable, Liz. I get it. I appreciate it. So, I think that just being—I mean—and doing what Danica did for NASCAR, just being visible and being supportive of other women racing. You know, like I, I do a lot of administrative work with the club as well. Um, a lot of uh, registering drivers for to to drive each day. Um, so I get a chance to talk with a lot of, you know, a lot of the girlfriends and a lot of the daughters and a lot of uh, the people like that. And I'm always trying to get people to come out or trying to get women to come out more. Interesting. Yep. And uh, what is, just before I forget, mm. what is the group that uh, that you do race with? I race with the Brandywine Motorsport Club. Um, so they're a local chapter or a local um, independent club. Um, I've also raced with the Philly Sports Car Club of America, the SCCA, um, when they raced around here, but they no longer they no longer run close enough to home for me. 
And how would you, and what is the, do you find them on Facebook? Can you find them on Instagram? Yeah. Where do you find so them? So we have Brandywine Motorsport Club. We are uh, brandywinemotorsportclub.org. And we have a Facebook club, the Brandywine Motorsport Club. Um, we run a lot of our event schedules through Facebook and online. Uh, so if you ever do have an interest, if you're local and want to come out, we would love to see you. Awesome. Great. And uh, um, I, I want to ask you also about a little bit more about, about being a female in race car driving, mm -hmm. because it is definitely a boys club right now. Absolutely. Um, so how do you, I know you said that having just more women in it will, mm -hmm. will promote more, more women to come in it. Mm -hmm. How do you think that you get to that point? Like, how do you make it more accessible to women? Sure. Because it is so man generated. Well, I think that being... Hashtag angry headlights everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that sort of demonstrating that you... Because I'll be very honest, I don't have the level of technical knowledge that a lot of the men who... A lot of even the people I race with, women and men, um, do have because a lot of these people are mechanics. They, they they work at body shops, they work at mechanics, or they run, you know, they build custom caterums for people. Um, and that's never that's not the level of interest that I have in a car. I like to be able to work on my own car and not too much more than that. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm never going to approach that level of knowledge. So I think really being able to demonstrate to um, you know, a woman who's thinking about driving that I don't necessarily have to be a total gearhead to have fun mm -hmm. and to value the skills that autocross develops as a driver. Um, because there are a lot of, I mean, technical driving skills that, that you really do don't get a chance to practice on the road. I mean, when are you ever going to have to avoid an, well, hopefully you never have to avoid an obstacle at 45 miles an hour, hopefully, um, on the regular road. But when you do, autocross prepares you for it do you feel like that that because it's a boys club you do have to kind of compromise with them a little bit about them not understanding your point of view uh in some circumstances um i haven't actually really run into that for the most part i think that that guys are i mean guys want to date girls who have the same interests they do same as girls want to date guys who have the same interests they do and guys dating guys and girls dating girls but anyway um everybody's happy guys love oh, the dating I, I've mostly seen that men are very happy to have a, a girl who does like cars and does mm -hmm. like doing what they're doing. Um, someone they don't have to drag out to to see. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> but even then, there are, I mean, there's a ton of just supportive girlfriends, too, who don't really ever want to drive, and but do just, like, really enjoy coming out and watching or mm -hmm. riding along, even. Um, I take, a, I take, we usually run probably six to eight times throughout the course of a day. Mm -hmm. And I think myself in particular, I've probably got a passenger along for five or six of those between instructing um, and taking taking ride-alongs just to get spectators more interested. Hmm. So um, anyway, but to get back to the point, I haven't really had a lot of conflict about being a girl. Um, a lot more of it was about my age when I was younger because I was, uh, you know, I've been doing it since I was 16. So I would have a lot of, a lot of people who would assume that I didn't really know much about the sport at 19 mm -hmm. or 20 and they would you know tell me all about how they've been racing for a year and a half and they know so much and they've done so many things I was like so really hard, so hardcore so year and a half they're in yeah year and a half in so I, I would have NASCAR. a lot to say about uh you know oh that's really great I'm so glad that you've been doing that for so long 
you know, next year is going to be my fifth year. So we'll <laughs> see. So that that was really more of the conflict, I think. Isn't that just like kind of satisfying? Oh, to Just rub in their face that you've been doing I mean, it longer, better than them. I say I haven't too, had too much experience with, you know, conflicting points of view. Um, but I'll definitely have the guys who would love to tell me all about how how big race car drivers they are and all the fun things they've done to their cars and then I absolutely outlap them by like five seconds yeah buddy huge in racing um that's got to be satisfying as hell oh yeah that's got to be the most satisfying thing especially the older guys when you get like a 50 year old 60 year old dude who's telling you all about his car and how you know how much he's done to it and how much he loves to drive it and how he's been doing this for three years and then you tell him about how you know Oh, eight years ago when you'd been doing this for three years, you felt the same way. And uh, that's a a fun little expression that they make. That's good. But generally, it's been a a supportive community. Absolutely. That's Um, good to hear. Because I was always worried when I had you on that. I was afraid mm -hmm. that it was going to be a very... I did an interview with Morgan one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an electrician, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's a man's world. And I remember her telling me about the kind of like the world that she enters. And you kind of have to compromise a little bit. Mm-hmm. These are people that older older white guys that don't have that exposure to women mm-hmm. in the workplace or women in the trades, and therefore they don't really know how to handle it. And therefore they get a little misogynistic a lot sure. of times. But she. I you got to roll with the punches, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't mean to speak for you over here, Morgan, but but yeah, you have to roll with the punches. And so I I was scared that when I brought you on that, that you were just going to tell me that it's this big misogynistic mm-hmm. dick measuring contest constantly. So I, I'm happy to hear that the it's more accessible than maybe people think. Yeah. And uh, we should absolutely encourage more pe- more women to to follow their hobbies, even if it does happen to be in a world where or uh, a community that is male John male generated absolutely and I, and I would just I mean I would encourage anyone who has an interest in in the idea at all um the real benefit of autocross as a motorsport is that it is so accessible you can drive the car that you drive to work every day be it as long as it's not in, you know an SUV or a truck but um I got a Kia Soul what do you think <laughs> We'd have to. There's a there's a calculation. We have to see if it meets height requirement. Tanya, I'm gonna I'm gonna see rip if you're it up. Roll over risk. I think you could it rip it up awesome in a though. Kia Soul. <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, you don't care about it, so you can just throw it around, right? Uh, I mean, I love it. It's my new car. It's actually <laughs> in the shop right now, getting replaced, getting fixed. <laughs> so you've already broken it a lot of times. Ah, several times. New car. Um, but no. So the big benefit of autocross is that it is accessible. It's a it's a sport that you can bring your daily driver to, even if it's an automatic hatchback with groceries in the back, like I drove for nine years. Nice. Um, so I would I would encourage anyone who's interested to come out. It's it's a really supportive community, and I think that given that it's not one of the flashier motorsports, we're always looking for new people who are interested. So I overheard she'll she'll deny it, but I overheard Morgan saying that she wanted to get more involved in racing you know so if she was to dip in dip her toes into Mm -hmm. that world Mm -hmm. and to become a i want to say professional race car driver but let's let's just let's set the bar high (laughs) what are what are your top tips to help her out to get her started Ooh, well drive a lot drive for fun offer to drive your friends everywhere i love to drive places and i love to go on long drives on the weekend Mm -hmm. see Mm -hmm. the most beautiful things and don't be afraid to practice while you're doing that um the number of times that i have thrown a screaming carload of people around a sharp turn (laughs) is 
not zero. Not zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just, I think really having the passion for driving is important and enjoying driving in and of its own sake um, and not feeling like you do need to know all the ins and outs of your car to drive it well because a lot of it ends up being muscle memory. A lot of it is just driving your car well enough or, or often enough that you know how it drives. Um, and I mean, that's what it was with the Subaru. I, I Like I said, I drove an automatic Impreza, which is a hatchback or mine was a hatchback. Um, Believe it or not, I was in a pretty serious accident in a in the exact same car. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, they're fairly safe cars. Are you I'm, okay? Yeah, I'm totally fine. Okay. I just super didn't like it. The car? No, the accident. the accident. Well, that's fair. You mean you didn't love getting into an accident? Oh, no. oh I, I did great. I did <laughs> so good. I got into a, I got into, somebody rear-ended me the other day, Oof. which is why my car's in the shop. Yeah. And I just about screamed my goddamn head off. So Absolutely. I can only imagine being in a serious accident. I was yeah. I wasn't was even the driver. Oh no. Someone wrecked your car? Mm, you no, it wasn't my car. Okay. But it was awful mm. all the same. I mean, did that scare you off of anything? Oh no. Okay. Good. I just wanted to talk about it because it happened. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you're okay. You're not like permanently injured or anything. Um, actually, I um, I'm three inches shorter now. Well, (laughs) I think we've established I like them small. So, (laughs) um, but I would say just don't. I mean, don't be afraid to try and see what your car can do and i think autocross is a really safe venue for that because at worst you're going to hit like a curb or a cone maybe another person it is great because you get to drive a car aggressively in a safe manner exactly you finally get to let out all that steam and Mm -hmm. just fucking put it to the floor Mm -hmm. that's got to be a great feeling oh absolutely um if there is one thing that you can do on in an autocross course it's really just let loose i mean you know you still want to drive well if you're mm-hmm. trying to win or you can just spin your car around the entire course for 60 seconds straight it's really up to you that sounds awesome um but we are pretty safety conscious so we specifically design courses to keep you away from the, the worst obstacles or the mm-hmm. worst hazards um that are you know in whatever venue we are racing and we're very safety conscious with our people as well uh we do ask that the people who come out to our races volunteer as course workers um to put up or to put back any uh, cones or anything that a, a racer might have hit. Yeah. So do you drive your car that you race daily? Yes. Well, so I did in the Impreza. I mm-hmm. dr- that was my commuting and racing car. Um, I have actually recently switched to a daily driver and a race car, which is when I bought the Miata. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I drive now. But, I mean, obviously it's it's a Miata, so it's still something that I can drive and do drive, you know, on a nice day on the street. And I don't mean to interrupt, but mm-hmm. how much did the, the Miata set you back? Uh, about 3400 So it's a 2000 Miata. Um, it's had a lot of, it's still stock, but it has had a lot of its factory parts upgraded to a little nicer stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, got nice tires on it, but it was a great deal for that car. Mm-hmm. You can probably get a, a car dedicated to racing for about a gra- anywhere between a grand to about that much. About Absolutely. Okay, just want to make sure. You, just so people know an entry point in yep. getting into this. I mean, or you can... Again, drive the car that you already have. Yeah, but I mean, um, if, if somebody wanted to, yes, if you wanted get a to get a race car, car um, I would say if you're looking to spend, you know, a thousand, twelve hundred bucks on it, be I would expect to want to put in a little work to mm-hmm. get it race ready. Um, have a friend who knows how knows how yeah, to use a wrench. But I would say anything <laughs> from three thousand to five thousand for a car that that 
will be competitive from the go. And that'll, um, that'll set you for quite a while. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So yeah. I, I got my car for $3,400, um, but it's bone stock besides... Um, tasteful upgrades. Yeah, besides tasteful upgrades. Uh, my dad actually bought his off another club member, um, and it's been upgraded with a supercharger um, and some additional work under the hood uh, just to keep it running uh, cooler than it normally will, so it doesn't overheat. Mm-hmm. Um, just a, a little bit of work like that, and his was only about five grand. Uh, which is still, I mean, for an entry level car, mm-hmm. and that's a car, car you can drive. Yeah, oh that, well, yeah, a that's a car vehicle. that he takes to work sometimes. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Whereas you know, a lot of the other motorsports, like we we've recently started affiliating with a drift club for state drift, um, and drifting is a blast. Let me tell you, I mean, I've I've drifted around an autocross course once or twice, um, but it can be it can be a little harder to get into because of the the wear. Um, on the tires that you're using for it. So yeah. a lot of people, I mean, are buying tires for every drift event because they've worn their last one to shreds. Wow, new new set of tires. Not usually time. a new set of tires. Um, I mean, no, like one, a... no one wants to destroy a new set of tires. That's way too much. But, I mean, I, I know a guy, um, the guy with the S2000 has gotten into drifting recently, and he's buying from his, his friends and his car connections, he's buying like two to three sets of used tires oh, every see. event and, you know, ruining them ripping them to shreds that sounds awful but i uh he he i went around in his passenger seat a couple times the last event and i actually got hit with a piece of his tire that came in through the window holy shit so that was pretty fun um but drifting's a blast you should do drifting also if you're interested um but again it's just there can be a higher price point okay starting out i just wanted to put an update on like the um misogynist like the, oh, the anti-woman thing in my in my uh, in my field. Yep. I actually encountered another woman. It wasn't another electrician. She cuts plastic, but she came up to me and assumed that I cleaned. Oh. Oh. So it was from another woman. It was from another woman. I just thought it was very interesting to see how it how it isn't just a gender thing. It's just a thing. Mm-hmm. It is just. It, so it doesn't matter what gender you are. People just assume you know matter Societal. what. Societal. I've been doing this for five years, so it's it was very interesting to have another woman come up to me and assume that I'm just somebody that cleans up after my male coworkers. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yikes. And did you set her ass straight? Absolutely, I did. I was Fucking like, right, you did. I was like, you see me putting up these lights, girl. You know what I'm about. <laughs> so we like to play a game around here. Okay. Uh, it's a word association game. Okay. It's a very quick game. And the idea is that we go in a circle, or in this mm-hmm. case, a triangle, mm-hmm. in which we, you, uh, somebody says the first word that comes to their head, and mm-hmm. the person uh, to their, to you, if, if I was doing yep. it, you would say the first word that you can think of based off of my word. Oh, boy. And then Morgan is going to think of the first word that she can think based off of your word, okay. and then it just keeps going. So it's okay. just a quick word association game. Okay. And the two ways that you lose is either you repeat a word that mm-hmm. somebody else has used or yourself has used, mm-hmm. or... If you take too long to answer, okay. very quick game, and you just start with one word. Sometimes we we've been a little liberal with phrases okay. uh, recently, but you know, do the best you can. Sure, there's no losers. We just have fun here. Just to... despite the two ways to lose that we just discussed. Exactly, there's no losers <laughs> unless you're a loser, because you know that's how the world works. I'm gonna start, and then and then second round you can start, and then the third round Morgan is gonna start. Perfect. All right, my word is apples, sauce. Oranges. Grapes. Bananas. Peels. Potassium. K. 
K. That is the symbol, periodic symbol for potassium. Oh, okay. Um, magnesium. Ooh. Potassium. No, oh, I already <laughs> used potassium. God damn, I need to learn more things. You can go next. All right. Um, panda. Bear. Red. Blue. Green. Yellow. Orange. Purple. Grapes. Rainbow. <laughs> I was still Double stuck on Morgan's rainbow. Morgan. YouTube. Why? <laughs> red. That was really We cool. already used red. Uh, uh, God damn it. Hats. Feet. Shoes. Um, Socks. Shoot. Uh, fuck! <laughs> oh, damn it, I said choose again. <laughs> well, Liz, thank you. Thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. I know this was a bit of a scheduling issue to get you on because apparently I'm a busy guy. Yeah. I didn't realize I was, I was so busy. You're when too I popular imagine, for me. When I imagine my own life, it's just me sitting on my couch checking Reddit for hours on end. <laughs> but you have shown me when trying to schedule that yeah. I apparently am a busy At guy. At least on Saturdays when I race. Exactly. It, it's always a Saturday thing. Mm-hmm. So um, so we definitely have people. I'll definitely come out and see uh, to see you race. I think it is incredible and I want to support this. Uh, could you tell people again where you race? What is the organization? Sure. So I race with uh, Brandywine Motorsport Club. We run races at Dover's Downs um, in Dover, Delaware. And our next race is September 24th, I believe. Um, but you can find us on Facebook or at brandywinemotorsportclub.org. So check us out. Great. Well, once again, thank you very much for coming on the show. And stay woke, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Morgan. You're welcome. listening to the Geekscape Network.